This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Yo, man, returning guest. Yo, people have been asking for you back and literally just like clockwork. We got Cosmo <laughs> back on specifically to do magic and work <laughs> on my boy, Alex. So last What's time bye? Cosmo was on here, he was describing a, a type of guy, specifically his clientele. That he has, and I was like, "Man, you talking about my boy Alex right now?" <laughs> hey, right when he started talking, I was listening to the podcast. I'm like, I already know David in his head is like, "Alex, Alex, 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 Alex,", Alex. and I knew he was gonna. I, and then you mentioned it too. He's like, "I have a friend." I'm like, "He's about to start talking about me," and immediately start talking about me. I'm like, "All right, I already knew he was." That's up. that's this guy right here. Yeah. And I think like the the cool thing is is that you know the last time we did that podcast, I, I you know I. I rarely read the comments, right? Every now and then, ever since quarantine, I have a little more time. So I started <laughs> reading the comments. Like, I got time. And I didn't realize how uh, common it is, specifically for, for people that you help out. The, the biggest comment that I kept on reading was, that's me. That's me. And I'm starting to realize that it's it's a majority of dudes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's not just like, oh, a few people here and there have social anxiety, specifically when it comes to women and approaching them. It's a majority of guys. They just hide it very well and they yeah. lie about it. Because I meet a lot of dudes who are very cocky, right? They go, oh, yeah, when I talk to these bitches, it's game <laughs> over. And then you see them in person. It's like, what the magic, oh, my, baby? That's me and, my rap, <laughs> me and my rap song, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. Um, no, the same thing, though. Like, when I did the other podcast when i talked about my relationship and then you go through the comments and there were so much people like oh i'm i'm dealing with the same thing i'm dealing with the same thing uh-huh. i had this i'm like damn dude this shit yeah man so i, I brought cosmo in here to have a conversation with you just to kind of dig deep and see yeah. what you do uh for me because i have a lady i'm just gonna take notes <laughs> well let, let, let me uh let me start by saying uh david i absolutely love you i think that um w- w- what i was talking about before is you're raw you're open and when we do the podcast like we don't talk about like what we're gonna do and um i i had a lot of fun and not to uh, we're, we're gonna start it like this because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and do it but i got like two dms from your fans and one of them was like a suicide letter oh shit it got that deep he was like, hey, man, perfect timing. I just got through a breakup right now, and I'm not going to lie. I've been taking a lot of pain uh, pills, and I've been, like, very depressed. And when you opened up about, like, your mom and all of that stuff, I thought you were going to be, like, Mr. Cool Guy, and you you gave me hope. So That's I awesome. know that um, we're trying to be, like, fun and all that. But, dude, like, thank you for having me on because, like, I, I got some pretty intense DMs. Yeah, and um, I've never had so many Asian people follow me. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I have conquered hey, the same. Asian community. Dude, ever since I've been on Genius Brains and stuff, that's a lot of my followers now. Yeah, I'm like, Damn. it's interesting because I was very purposeful with the title because I put in pickup artists on there because mm. I wanted to see how people reacted, and it's because specifically on the podcast, he says that people have a very interesting outlook when it 
comes to that title and what he does. So I was like, okay, well, let's see. Let's see if you guys listen to the podcast <laughs> yeah. and let's see if you, we could change that perspective because that was uh, a few of the top comments. It was when I heard David was going to bring on a pickup artist, I assumed that he was going to be like this. And I was yeah. like, well, let's let's see how they react. And it was it was very warm and inviting. People loved it. Yeah, because we started off with going, um, fuck pickup artists. We don't like them. <laughs> and then you're like, um, thumbnail was like, pickup artist Cosmo. So, yeah, yeah. it was good. It was and cool. I put Dan Bilzerian on there. I <laughs> yeah. was like, watch this. Hey, when you put that on there, I was like, what? David, pickup artist? I thought it was going to be some like, yeah, because you posted that picture of Dan. I'm like, did this fool really get Dan on the podcast, bro? No, nah, he like, don't give a fuck about me. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, and funny. like uh, what we were talking about before, like a lot of people have uh, perception versus reality, which I'm going to go over that with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Like um, we talked about it. Dan Bilzerian is an asshole. Like we don't trust him. He's one of the most loyal, kind, amazing human beings. You are not going to get any kind of lie from him. Now I know these Hollywood producers. Hey, I'm religious. I love you. This and that. Don't worry about it. You go to their house party and they're a fucking snake. <laughs> I love yeah. people who are authentic. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, on today's podcast, I'm just going to have you guys have a conversation. (laughs) I want you to show your magic, Cosmo, because I feel like people felt a little bit of it uh, during the first podcast. Mm. And, you know, I'm I'm just genuinely curious, too. I mean, last time we were talking about it earlier, just before we started this podcast, he was talking about how he was like, yo, David, I'm going to take you to a bar and I'm going to make you approach 15 win. I was like, nah, bro, we ain't doing that. (laughs) I'll pass out. Well, that's debatable. We still have a third podcast to go. Go. And if I'm good at working my magic, I might get him out, guys. So stay tuned in. Hey, David, you're safe though because bars are closed anyway. Oh, yeah, so there ain't no did. bars out there, baby. Only BJs. It's like, oh, yeah, and I got good bazookies though. So cool. Well, I'm yeah. just going to be a bystander and I'm observed. <laughs> so let's get into it. All right. Um, okay. So, yeah, you let me know because I just, yeah. I've got no direction. But yeah, so what's going on in your life? So, you know, before I even ask, uh, like, tell you that um, mm-hmm. a lot of people who are watching right now definitely will empathize with whatever you say so I want to start by saying thank you so much for opening up yep. to whatever you're going to say of course thanks for I coming I mean th- yeah on our last podcast David talked about his dad never said I love you to him I talked about my mom issues my divorce like we went all in mm-hmm. so before even going into like your situation whoever's watching this right now and has gone through any kind of depression or has felt heartbroken you're not you're not alone like there's a lot of people going through it and um let's get into it yeah 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 i don't know i don't know where my uh problem stems from to be honest like even family wise like so my parents divorced when i was four but they were so good in making it to where we saw saw each of them just the same amount as each other we've had real good relationships we still do have good relationships my dad and my mom are still like best friends like it's to the point where my my half sister from my mom when she got remarried my actual dad is my half sister's godfather right so our family's been super close so i don't i don't know if it stems from that i'm not too sure i I don't really know what started all of this but i remember i told david in one of our podcasts it was like he asked me what are you scared of and i was like i don't know i think i've been scared of so long that i don't even know what i'm scared (laughs) of anymore to you know do that type of stuff so i don't know i don't know how to where to start off (laughs) i don't know where to start off okay so i got you Uh yeah um so what is your current situation right now like relationship status yeah single i'm single okay and when's the last time you had a girlfriend 
Last time I had a girlfriend was about, I think that breakup was like two years ago now, two, two and a half years ago. No, two years ago. Cause I already knew you when I was still mm-hmm. with the person. Yeah. So about two years ago, maybe a little under two years ago now. Yeah. Okay. And if you had a genie lamp right now and you're like, Cosmo, I would love if I had like a wish for this to happen right now, what would that be? Uh, a wish right now would to be, be successful and happy with obviously a girl that's happy with me. So, you know, I'm a real motherfucker. So I'm gonna call keep you it, out right now. Keep it real, bro. I feel like you're hiding a lot right now. Hiding a lot. Yeah. Okay. I feel like you're hiding and I feel like you're being very general and not like specific. You know what I mean? Like if you at like, so like, wh- like, what is it about? Like, so what is your top three fears right now? Um, in, in women sense, we're only or? talking about like the oh. the social life, so we oh. can get like right into it, right? Like, um, you know what? You know what? Let, let, let me let me. Let, I got you. I yeah, got for you for sure. For sure. Did your ex ever call you a loser? No. Um, did your ex ever cheat on you? Yes. There we go. I found out after. After. Yep. <laughs> this, this is where it's going to get deep right yeah. now, guys. And I know a lot of guys are watching right now. This has happened to you and it has nothing to do with you, but let's start there. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened when you found out? Well, so the story is, is that I found out because the person that she had sex with told someone that's close to me. And after the whole relationship thing happened, that person told me about it. So that's how I found out. And this was probably six months after we broke up. But mm-hmm. it was like a it was like a nasty breakup because the whole time too, like in the beginning of a relationship, she was she was cheating on her current boyfriend while she was trying to get with me and telling me like, Oh, we're gonna be in a relationship. I just need to break up with him. I just need to break up with him. I'm going to break up with him. And that went on for like two months. So she was cheating on him and then I found out afterwards because the that story about the person that she had sex with did come up during our relationship because I questioned her about it, right? And of course it was a no, no, I never did. I never did. I never did. I never did. But I found out it was true afterwards. So let me ask you this. Have you ever felt um well, has she ever felt jealous of you in the relationship? Like as if that if you went out for a boy's night out mm-hmm. or if you left somewhere, she's like, my man is probably going to get scooped up by one girl and I will never have him again. And I can almost answer the question. Probably not. Exactly. Okay. She always said, I would never be and jealous. And a lot of people. Oh, you see <laughs> I that? I would never you, be oh, jealous. Women who are hearing this right now, <laughs> I would pay never attention. Be jealous. Yeah. Jealousy. We talked about it in our last podcast. Mm. It's a good emotion. Why do we talk about it like it's bad? Mm-hmm. If I know that you're attracted to me, my gauge from another girl is if she's not jealous, she doesn't give a hey, fuck, right here, brother. Bro. Right? That's, how, that's how I so, always but felt. You, but that's you have to felt. build what I call a jealousy mm-hmm. plot line. So if I knew you back then, right, mm-hmm. and you're and you're telling me all this, I'm going to be like, yo, let's do this real quick. I'm going to invite like seven girls and then let's do like a, a bunch of IG stories or let's yeah. bring them around <laughs> and I want to see how your girl reacts, right? Mm-hmm. So two things are going to happen. Number one, she's going to be like, damn, I never found my man this attractive before. I must be fucking up right now. And mm-hmm. number two, she's going to be like, is he going to leave me? I got I to gotta up my game right now. 
because when you don't have that thing that mm. like oh my god he's gonna leave me she's going to always do that every girl will yeah. always do that we talked about it intimacy passion and commitment you had no passion no intimacy you had just commitment mm. but guess what the commitment didn't even last yep. <laughs> so what we talked about before david he has zero out of three yeah we talked about it yeah. like most american guys have one out of three so anytime that you meet a girl if she's gossiping about her ex it's a big red flag okay I should I should be taking notes. I I I got I got uh, no I'm yeah, being real. No, I got no, out for, of a ten real. year relationship, and I don't even want to tell you what my ex did to me. But in this podcast, me and David had, I never shit talked her. Mm. I never said she's a bad person. You know what I said? It was my fault. Mm. I put all the blame on myself, and I'm going to now readjust and take action. What happened? Okay, cool. I began to get too cocky and too confident that I had that attraction, which is passion. Mm. We had that so much. But where I started to fuck up was a commitment. We are diametrically opposed. You need to come halfway into me and I need to come halfway into you. I caused too much jealousy. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the commitment started to get very anxious. Your ex and brother... Correct me if I'm wrong. She's like, I can do anything wrong and he's going to come back to me. I don't have anything to mm -hmm. worry about because he don't got no other options. Yeah. Now, like, imagine if every single weekend you're like, now I'm working with a dating coach. His name is Cosmo. We're going out on a party bus to Vegas, 15, 20 girls. I'm, you're going to be monogamous. I'm not saying cheat on your girl. But now one thing gets triggered. Reimagination. The best movies that you guys see, can you figure out where the protagonist is going in the first five minutes? No. If you did, you would tune out. You watch a movie and you go, where the fuck is this going to go? <laughs> you need to trigger her imagination. So my man left. What is he going to do right now? Oh, my God. Am I doing enough? Am I having sex with him enough? I need to step it up. Do I need? And then now she starts to think about what she's doing wrong. Mm. We do three components. Number one, we think about what the other person is doing. Number two, we're in our head. Oh, my God. Is the people on YouTube liking me right now? Do I have anything on my teeth? How are my how are my army pants looking right now? Did I wear shoes that are tight? You go into yourself. You go into your brain. Number three is the environment. Where am I at right now? Mm. Right? So every single time that you operate in a social gathering, those three things are happening. Mm. One, two, or three. Mm. Women that are really good in a relationship, they will always keep you at number two. Self-conscious. I'm doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Damn, I thought I was in good shape. I got to <laughs> lose weight. Oh, damn, I thought... And they're going to keep you in your head. Mm -hmm. And that's where you don't want to be. There's very active things that you can do. And one of the things would be to have her know that um, at any given point in time, you can lose me. It's a very healthy feeling. Mm -hmm. We talked about it. I don't want to play games, Cosmo. Oh my God, your techniques don't work. I'm done with playing games. Every single couple that has a healthy relationship, 5, 10, 15 years, are playing games. Mm. It's very healthy mm. for you to have a little bit of jealousy from your girl. Yeah. Is that like for you like a representation of like, 
it's like desire, right? Because I feel like after like relationships go for like 10 plus years, and sometimes I look at these relationships and I don't see that desire in them. Every single day, they have a pattern. My man is going to leave at 9 a.m. He's going to get back at 7 p.m. We'll have sex on Thursday. We have breakfast here. And there is a pattern. And the girl gets so bored. That's when every Hollywood movie, what happens? The guy gets home from work early. And he's like, oh, my God, my wife's being banged by a Latino. Why would I be a Latino? With army pants. (laughs) Shit, I'm calling myself already. No, but you know what I mean. Like It's so stereotypical. It's like you have a pattern. You don't want to develop a pattern with your girl. Most guys get lazy and they're like, nah, I got her already. There's nothing that can happen. Mm. When you're predictable, your relationship dies. Mm. And there's a sense of, you nailed it, David, of having that desire like damn like on like like what what's going to happen on saturday okay i haven't experienced this but every single day if you have it planned out you're really walking on like a dangerous line right there okay so um you said so if everything's always planned that's when it's bad absolutely uh, okay you have to throw in what tony robbins says um the sense of not having any kind of predictability mm-hmm. and then that is what keeps humans going forward I have been pursuing acting for 14 fucking years. Mm-hmm. You know what wakes me up every day? Not knowing if I'm going to make it. Mm-hmm. Today might be my day. That keeps me going. Billy Bob Thornton on YouTube goes, you know, I'm very grateful for being famous. You saw it, right? Yeah. But I got to tell you guys, and Billy Bob goes like this. When I was coming up, those were the best days. Because I didn't know what was ahead. Mm-hmm. When he blew up, it was so predictable. Billy, you're making $7 million, You're doing eight films the next two years. So your whole life is planned. Humans will die of boredom. And that's a big part of being in a relationship. We feel like, hey, Cosmo, I want to take your seminar. But once they got the girlfriend, they're like, I'm cool, bro. I'm like, no, you're not. And you know what happens? And, you know, you can disagree if you want to. Mm-hmm. It is like an open forum right now. Mm-hmm. Most guys go, I'm in a seven-year relationship, and they get out of a breakup, and they go, Cosmo, I need to hire you. I go, why? They go, I haven't talked to a girl in seven years. My girlfriend was a devil. I go, do not even blame it on your girl right now. You had the ability to continue to go out and be social and talk to guys. Mm-hmm. I have to say this right now. When you're in a relationship, make sure that you have a lot of female friends where you can be around that energy. You can always be loose. And just in case something happens to your girlfriend, you go, I'm heartbroken for three weeks. I'm going to cry, but I'm good. Mm -hmm. And the death, I'm getting dark right now, where a lot of suicides happen is when a guy goes, Cosmo, I will never find a girl like that ever. Cosmo, that was my soulmate. Cosmo, that was my better half. No, it wasn't. She was on a journey with you. Now she left and you're good to go, my brother. Mm -hmm. And you want to know what? Girls don't have a high suicide rate from breakups. Did you know that? Mm -mm, I did not. Men do. You want to know why? Is it cool for guys to cry? Yes or no? No. Is it cool for women to cry? Yes or no? I'd say yes, kind of. Absolutely. (laughs) It's promoted. A girl cries, you go, it's all good. So guys are punished for showing emotion. Mm -hmm. I'm heartbroken right now. Like, 
I got through a 10-year relationship and I'm like heartbroken. So I tell all my friends, I'm like, bro, I'm heartbroken. And all my friends know what I coach and they don't try to lecture me. They go, cause you need to cry. I'm like, yeah, bro. I'm like not feeling good right now, dude. I want to take NyQuil and it's like 10 in the morning. If you have friends that allow you to emote and allow you to get that out of your system, mm-hmm. in about three weeks, you're like, I'm over my heartbreak. You know what happens with the suicide rate? Guys, keep it in. You go out to a restaurant, a bar. Hey, how you doing, bro? Nah, I'm good, bro. But you just got out of a like a, a really bad breakup. Nah, homie, I'm good, dog. I got I got this girl. And you hide it and you hide it <laughs> till really bad things happen. So I want to promote to everybody that's like watching right now. If you're a guy, I give you permission to like really find three people in your life that you can emote to, that you can call and tell the person on the other phone, start by saying this, I don't need any advice right now. And I don't need for you to tell me what I'm doing wrong. I need to get this out of my liver, my lung, Mm -hmm. and let me talk. And then you have your grandma, your cousin, your neighbor, and you speak. And it's very, very therapeutic. Mm -hmm. And I think that helped me a lot through that breakup because I did. My mom was one of them. Like, I went over there and I was just like, oh, I just need to give you a hug and cry for a little bit. She's like, okay. So I gave her a hug and I cried. Uh, my friend, one of my best friends, Patrick, and my friend Alfonso Michael, that what you just said was what it was. They they were just like, oh, just tell us what you're feeling. So I just told them, oh, this is how I'm feeling. I'm sad because of this, this, this. And they just listen. I think that helped me a lot too with that breakup, especially them being there, kind of telling them like, oh, look, you know, you were you weren't wrong in this spot because as David knows, when I talked about that last relationship, I always used to be like, oh, I was doing this wrong or this was my fault. This is why this happened. This was my fault. This was my fault. I did this. So they kind of just helped me throughout that that situation with that. So that did help what you're saying right there. I get because I had those couple people that I just went to talk to about it and they would just listen and just sit there, give me hugs and just be like, oh, it's all good, bro. You're going to be good. All that type of stuff. And so were you blaming your ex or were you saying I fucked up or what was your mindset? My mindset, especially during our relationship was I must be doing something fucked up. This is why she's acting like this. I must be doing something. And then it was always like my friends like, no, bro, she's fucked up. She's fucked up. I was like, I don't know. I, I should be doing like this then. I should act like this. And so I feel like towards the end of the after the relationship when I was talking about it more and stuff I kind of realized like okay maybe I wasn't in the wrong the whole time because that the whole relationship that was wrong because I was always nervous like oh I'm gonna do something she's gonna leave or tomorrow I might get a text saying that she's done or something like this so I was always nervous that whole relationship I swear like fucking my blood pressure felt like it was up throughout the whole entire really thing. why why is that I don't know I was just it was one of the in the situations like I knew this girl for a long time. She was really, really I was really attracted to her. Right, never in the in my lifetime expected that I was gonna end up dating this girl. Right, so when it happened, I'm like, holy shit, I'm dating this person. Like I never expected this to happen. Right, so like when I look back at it, I'm like, I was kind of just more like falling in and liked that it was the person that I always thought like, oh, I'd never be with this girl. And I feel like that's why I stuck myself in that situation the whole time. You literally got into, I want to talk about two things mm-hmm. you said right now. You got into a relationship where you were a fan and she was a celebrity. 
Yeah, mm. exactly. That's that's how it felt. Because I can't tell you how many times in my head I was like, I can't believe I'm dating this when, person right now. When you meet a real celebrity, let's say like Scarlett Johansson, Megan mm. Fox, if you treat them like a normal person and in your mind you go, the average lifespan of, human, of a human being is 20,000 days, you're going to die. Just like I am. If I cut you, you're bleeding. You have to really ground it to be like, mm -hmm. what am I doing right now? Like, why are celebrities put so high? If every person walked around and saw Brad Pitt and was like, hey, man, um, loved you in this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, good shit. And like with that tone, I was like, all right, yeah. I got to go to work, bro. I'm clocking in. There would be no celebrities. Yeah. The reason why they have so much power is because we're giving that power to them. Mm-hmm. They don't have any power. No. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's so good to meet you. Then they suck that power away from you. And now they go, well, shit, maybe I am better than you. <laughs> and now they start to take that power is what your girl did to you. Mm -hmm. You gave that power. She looked at you and she goes, okay, this motherfucker will never cheat on me. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I, I can keep yeah. that. This motherfucker yeah. <laughs> ain't going nowhere. Yeah. And you know what? When I want some dick. I'll go here and there after, you know, yeah. I'm being a little rude right now, but no, I'm no. just saying that like hey, her, ahead, her bro. mind was going like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't need to be on my A game, nor do I need to be on my B game. I could be on my C game mm -hmm. and still keep this guy. Yep. And that is why hanging around with women, I know you have a lot of female friends. We talked about that. And that's why your girl has that subconscious attraction to you is because when you have that ability to hang out with women, it always keeps your current girlfriend on a kind of like she's not steady she's like whoa 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 wait wait a minute what is he doing is he mm -hmm. leaving okay no i got I, I i gotta do it better and they're trying to one-up themselves which yeah. is a very good place to be yeah there was something where you had said like she always felt like like you were saying girls feel like oh i no matter what this guy's gonna stay around and she, I know she felt like that. And I remember the very last time, because every time that she would like, oh, we, we got to stop talking, right? I sat around, I moped and I waited and I waited and she would come back and do that type of shit. The last time is the, actually the time that I told her like, hey, look, but I don't want to be with you. I don't want, I'm not going to be with you anymore. And just to see her reaction change of like, oh, but no, I'm sorry. I messed up. I messed up. Oh, I want to be with you. I did. I'm like, this is a completely different person from the whole beginning of the relationship so when you're when you're saying that before i'm like yeah that's literally what the fuck happened at the end when i told her that i'm curious um how many times does she tell you that she's gonna leave with me yeah uh i think we talked about breaking up one time before we actually did and, and she then broke that's up with when me. you said that you moped right yeah, yeah so there was a couple yeah so actually you know what because in the beginning, we weren't official. She never wanted to make it official, but we were. Oh, my God. Everyone watching right now, please learn. And, you know, I'm going to town with you right now. And, you know, yeah. I love you, bro. I know. Go ahead, But that bro. is a huge fucking red light right mm -hmm. there where you're keeping your guy on the side to be like, yeah, no, no, I don't, don't want to tell anybody that. Women are the first to be possessive and to be like, that's my man. So if a girl is telling you, I don't want to make it official, it's a really bad starting point to yeah. get into a relationship. Hey, we talked about this in our last podcast. You came in without attraction. Mm -hmm. And you start it with comfort and trust. 
she didn't have that like, oh my God, I'm getting aroused. Oh my God, my man might leave me. Oh my God, I have to look better. I have to like be better for him. She yeah. started with, he makes me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This other bad boy that I want to fuck, he might leave me. I don't feel comfortable with him. When you skip the attraction phase, this will most likely happen. She will cheat on you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. let's say that she doesn't cheat on you. In a female's mind, she's like, if my imagination is not going wild right now, like if I'm not curious about like, wow, David is doing all these podcasts. She, you know, he has a lot of female friends. That's a healthy place to be for David's girlfriend, wife, fiance, fiance to be at. But what does society tell us? No, jealousy is a bad emotion. Mm -hmm. No, men shouldn't cry. No, we need to go against that. You want to make your girl feel jealous, Mm -hmm. but you never want to actually break that trust. Like what you're saying, make them too jealous in the beginning? You don't want to take action. Mm -hmm. You want to make her mind very much like go, oh my God, what if David gets cast for a show in um, Europe and I can't see him for eight months? That is an attractive quality for a girl because she's going to do everything she can to one-up her game. David will go, babe, you only cook for me one time a week. Why are you cooking for me every single day? And that's what she's thinking. She's going, I got to step my game up right now. Mariel's food is not that great, so. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Just kidding. Oh, she's going to be mad that I said that shit. Don't tell her to cook more. Don't tell her to cook more, bro. I don't even edit this podcast either. I hope she don't listen to that part. Your your cooking's great. I love it. In the, in the last podcast, we talked about David didn't like cleaning. So mm. maybe your fiance would be like, okay, baby, you don't got to clean anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like she, whatever it is for your girl, she's going to want to be like, I got to do better. Yeah. And I don't want to put that on women. You got to be like, mm-hmm. I want to do better. I want to lose weight. I want to look good for you. Most men get the girl and they gain so much weight because they're like, she'll never leave me. It's like, nah, you know what? I'm going to keep looking good because my mindset is Cosmo taught me. We might get divorced. Mm -hmm. We might go through a breakup and I need to be able to pick up and have the ability to attract other women and be around other women. Do you think that uh, a lot of guys kind of miss, they kind of mistake comfort and trust as attraction? Do you think that happens a lot? Because like when they, when they get comfortable with the girl, they think, oh, she must be attracted to me then. But that's probably not the case they're confusing it (laughs) that's so far apart that is literally the worst mindset that you can have when the girl feels comfortable enough to burp in front of you or to take her shoes off and be barefoot (laughs) to be barefoot and be like you know what david you make me feel very comfortable that is a very big red light where you go wait a minute i haven't built no attraction right now when you know that a girl has those attraction triggers like going off is when a girl is like Hey, thank you so much. And she's being a little awkward. She's being weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and she's be she doesn't want to fuck up in front of you. When a girl is like this, and she's like, "Hey, David, <laughs> can you get me an orange juice real quick?" Like, uh, yeah, you know. And she's yeah. kind of like too comfortable. It's a very dangerous place to be. Yeah. And let me explain to you how this works. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have a formula called A one, A two, A three, three steps of attraction. A1, you skipped. You didn't even do that because you didn't hunt for that, right? Mm -hmm. 
You didn't, right? Mm. Okay, so A1 is you literally going out and opening the girl. You're going out somewhere and you're going, I like that girl. I'm going to walk up to her right now. It shows massive alpha qualities to be like, I'm going to go out and get what I want. Mm -hmm. So A1 is about, and I know guys, girls watching this, I'm getting a little nerdy right now, but <laughs> A1 is about showing the girl that you have the ability to get rejected or to get humiliated and you're fine with it. You go, mm -hmm. okay, cool. So you walk up to a girl. We talked about my opener uh, last podcast. Hey, real quick, I just wanted to come over and introduce myself. Yeah, I feel like you have really good energy. <laughs> this I'm is Cosmo. already getting nervous. He already like, has nah, it. I go, <laughs> no, no and, I, I, I listened to it though. I remember, uh, I remember and, the line. And, yeah. and, and it's a really good yeah. opening line. I have 15 really good openers, but I'm going to go over one opener right now <laughs> but i have 15 really good openers that you go in any single environment so that's one of them mm -hmm. and the worst case scenario is the girl goes i have fuck you i don't have good energy and you go okay my bad <laughs> yeah like you're really not yeah. getting rejected think about you going up to a homeless guy and going hey bro here's a hundred dollars and a homeless guy goes i don't need your money would you feel rejected you'd be like just trying to help you out yeah yeah like you're not going to feel rejected. Mm -hmm. So the first phase of attraction is you going out and hunting and getting the girl that you want. Second phase is what we call DHV, demonstrating higher value. I have 24 techniques that I go over this. So this is like a lot, like a lot of hours to master this craft. But I'll give you one example. Mm -hmm. So you want, so you do a one. So when you get into a two, you have to demonstrate to the girl why you have why why you're a high value guy. One of the triggers is called pre-selection. You have to let the girl know that you have a lot of women in your life and you have a lot of options and you're the type of guy that says no more than he says yes. And through these stories, you have to communicate to the girl that I'm good with or without you right now. And a story can be very simple. And she's like... um, you never want to ask a question, right? So I'll role play with you. You're going to be a really beautiful girl right now, bruh. We're going we to go through it right now. So instead of being like, where are you from? I'm going to go like this. You seem like you're from the East Coast. And then the girl would be... Yeah, I am. You, you, know? That, you know, that's no, that, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. literally that your friend Ashley right now is laughing yeah, because yeah, you guys have that vibe like you're from New York. Yeah. One of my ex girlfriends was a fashion designer. You guys seem like you're into fashion. Like, I feel like you guys love fashion. And it's so funny. Let me get, I, I, I honestly right now need a female's opinion. So, one of my homegirls wanted to fly me out to Miami. And I was like telling her, I'm like, I feel really weird because I feel like I should be buying you the flight. And she goes, Cosmo, I have to be honest with you right now. Every time I hang out with you, you cure my social anxiety. Like you make me feel good. So the the least that I can do is I want to I want it for you to come with me to Miami. And I'm not trying to hit on you, Cosmo, but you make me feel comfortable. So I want you to stay in our condo with a bunch of girls. So I like on the phone, I'm like, all right, if that's what you want, I'll go. <laughs> so literally is one of the best trips I've ever had going to Miami. It was like 12 girls. I was by myself. Everywhere I went, I got free drinks. I got treated like a king. And at the end of the day, I knew that I need to make more female friends because mm. it opens up so many more doors. Yeah. So I'm curious about you. I feel like you hang out with a lot of guys. You have that vibe. Like you're like like a guy's girl. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of guy friends. Um, I have like, so you know, I have a couple of girlfriends, not like a huge. Can select. I just admit something to you yeah. right now? I and 
uh, whatever I'm going to say it out loud right now. Like you're really cute. Thanks. Too bad you're not my type. <laughs> All right, so cool. So look, I went. I mean, no, couple, no. couple, yeah. couple girls on the podcast. They're like, "Yo, Alex is mad cute." I know, but no, I do. I no, have, no, 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 yeah. no, no. I'm not talking about Alex. You, you guys caught what I was doing, right? Yeah, I know. Okay, mm-hmm. so like, I'm talking to you as if you were the girl. Mm-hmm. Did you catch that or no? I did, but then I thought you got out of character for no, a second. No, no, oh, I was no, like, no. you know, Alex kind of cute. No, no, <laughs> Alex is very cute. <laughs> no, no, but that's what I'm saying is you want to you want to cause that kind of tension. Mm. A lot of guys are like, no, dude, I don't want to talk about me and other women, and they want to play it very safe. High risk, high reward. You mm. have to be willing for the girl to be like, you're doing too much. You're being a show off. And then you can kind of tone it down and you can say a line like this, to be honest with you, I'm really nervous. I find you attractive. So I'm trying to show off to you. And now you have the ability to emote. And now mm. she looks at you going, mm, I can trust you. Cause that's what I was feeling. Do you think mm. that's kind of what you meant by, you know, I was actually really shocked. There was a, there was a comment where a girl wrote, like she really, really likes pickup lines. Right. Which I think like typically a lot of people would think it's the other way around. And uh, does, does that pickup line kind of fall into what that does right there too because i was surprised when a lot of people agree with that they're like i love pickup lines i was like what the fuck that's the exact (laughs) opposite of what like i felt most girls would say Mm. when you put that thumbnail up i'm like david is gonna corner me into a disaster (laughs) fuck area and he's gonna get clickbaits and i'm like fuck david right now i'm like i got so anxious when you did that i know yeah 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 no yeah you're good you you're good you're good you you're good no pickup lines means that you have a plan right now we leave this podcast we go to like a restaurant right now i'll make you talk to four girls right now as long as you know what to say, you have a couple stories, you have like little sound bites, you can last in that conversation. If you're gonna mm. go in and be like what most women will tell you to do, hey, be confident and be yourself. Um, okay, I'm gonna be myself. I'm going through a bad breakup. I feel like shit right now. And you told me to be confident, don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. What I coach is I'm like, let's have a story put together. Like I told you my story about the girl inviting me to Miami, which is a real story, right? So you have a roadmap where to go and it protects you from a lot of like, um, so where are you from? What are you doing? I don't mean pickup lines, like going to Google and be like, Hey, <laughs> um, you know, like the corny pickup lines. Yeah. I mean, like having a fucking game plan, every millionaire that I know, has a game plan. They have pickup lines. Mm -hmm. They know what to do. They have strategies. Okay, this week I got to do that. I got to go do this. Why don't we have that in social dynamics? Why? I talked about it in in the last podcast. Tom Hanks, one of the most likable actors ever, has pickup lines. He goes on Conan O'Brien. Then he went on back in the days, Jay Leno, all this. And I'm like, he's saying the same thing fucking story and every time tom hank goes and i open a door the crowd laughs he knows that he's eliciting laughter yeah he's not going in going nah bro i'm gonna be myself he knows Mm. what to do and his publicist is going don't talk about x y and z talk about that i am offering people who are watching right now to have a game plan And the more beautiful the girl is, the more that you find her attractive, the more that we're going to short circuit. Our hands get like very sweaty. We start to go, now we're not good enough. We get we get like very anxious. Like that's what men do. When you say something like like demonstrating high value, right? Like 
what do you mean like specifically? Is that in terms of like uh, value in terms of what what you can offer the, the girl? Is that what you mean? Like, no. Okay. I mean that you're letting her know that you're a high value guy. Mm. You're demonstrating to the girl that you're a high value guy. And in the end of A2, which is DHV, right? You know what happens? Your value is higher. Her value is lower. So guess what happens? You have to build her up, right? So you guys can have a normal conversation. Mm. So you know what you do? You make her DHV. And now she qualifies herself, which is the last step of attraction. So you know what you do? All right. I'm curious about you. So like, tell me about your dreams. Tell me about you. She goes, oh, you know what? I want to be a nurse. And now she'll start to prove to you why she is a high value woman. And the last step, oh. the last step of attraction. Look at David <laughs> having epiphanies. <laughs> the last step of attraction. She comes to your level and you guys are here. Even exchange. Mm -hmm. I proved to you why I'm high value. Now I feel like I'm a little bit superior right now. I feel like I've done a really good job in demonstrating it. And now it's your job to tell me. Mm -hmm. And then you go like, look, I'm just going to tell you pickup lines, right? So I'm curious about you. Tell me two interesting things about yourself. Or you know what? No, uh, honestly, you got my attention. So like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or like, what is your vision? Like, what's your plan? I'll be your number one fan. How like, what do you have going on? I in? just had this flashback and I told the story on this podcast <laughs> before, right? So when uh, Mariel and I were uh, dating at the time, uh, I was dating other people too. She was dating other people as well. And so after a certain point, I told her that I'm just going to stop dating other people. And then I, I just want to connect with you only. And that's it. But she kept on going back and forth with this thing where she was just like, oh, I don't know. And she kept on mentioning other guys. Oh, my God. She right? has good game. I love this right? girl. Get her on a podcast. <laughs> so, but that's what guy. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. But that's what guys should be doing. What I was telling you, mm. having that ability to tell the girl, I want to hang out with you this weekend. I have literally four girls telling me to go to Vegas. I don't want to go to Vegas. I want to hang out with you. Mm. Let me know if you're around. If not, I'm heading to Vegas. You yeah. see? You see how that happens? Like she did it to you. Yeah, yeah. and it's interesting because like what, what happened was like when I was talking to her on the phone and we had this conversation and she just goes, yeah, well, like this other guy, like he goes mountain biking, whatever. And I, I was like so fed up. I literally told her this. I was like, I think you have something confused. And I, this is to quote what I said. And it was something along the lines of what you were mentioning. I was like, I'm not trying to find out if I'm good for you. I'm trying to figure out if you're good for me. I told you how I feel. So now the ball's in your court. So you figure out what you want to do. And then I hung up the phone. And the next day she was like, hey, let's meet up. <laughs> and then she was like, I, I want to meet up, blah, 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 talk. And she goes, I want to be in a relationship. When I hung up the phone, I was like, this bitch going to leave me. <laughs> you know, me I was like, why did I do that? <laughs> you know, I was like, oh God, I fucked up. And the next day, she was like, I, I, I want to I wanna be together. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, shit. What the fuck happened right now? <laughs> you know? You did that organically. Yeah, it was, I just. It, I teach that systematically. Mm. So a guy that takes my boot camps, he takes, he goes into my group. He would know how to say that. I wouldn't. I wasn't born with whatever you were born with. But in that moment, David, you knew what to say. It's I didn't odd. growing up. I didn't know. But I was that's what that's I mean crazy. about yeah. pickup lines. You, yeah. your, your brain went. I'm fucking sick of this girl talking about guys. Yeah. I'm not you. Look, I'm trying to find out if you're compatible with me. A lot of guys don't know how to do that. That's why you need routines because you go, oh, I'm at this step in the game. The girl is doing a shit test to me, meaning mm. I want to see how you react. You took ownership. You took alpha. I'm so sorry. I'm going to apologize. I don't know if I'm confused or you're confused. 
I'm not looking for like for me to get approval from you. I'm looking to see if you fit in my life. Mm. And then you hung up the phone. It is exactly what we are talking about, leaving a girl going, oh my God, he might get another girl tomorrow. Yeah. Mm. I need to step my game up. The jealous. The How jealousy fascinating. Thing. You mm. literally just nailed it. Because mm. I couldn't, see, that's the thing too, is we were talking about this, how, you know, when people ask, on this podcast, like, yo, David, how do you get, I was like, I don't fucking know. Like, yeah. I don't know how to put it into words. So it was always hard for me to give that advice. Cause I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You know, it was just, it happened and it organically worked. So it's, it's so interesting how what you're saying right now is literally what happened yeah. with when, how I got Mariel. And the jealousy thing is making a lot of sense to me now too. Cause I feel like a lot of my relationships, oh, the reasoning why they ended. Guys, let's give a triple high five right <laughs> now. On three, one, two, three, that's all, let's go. Uh, a lot of my YouTube's gonna be like energy. Yeah. A lot How of my relationships ended because my whole entire time I'm in that relationship was, all right, try to make sure they're not jealous of anything. Oh. So now it's making more sense when I'm hearing my, okay, maybe I was doing that wrong then. <laughs> why why did you feel that way why what were you thinking i just in my head jealousy means that they're done with it and they're gonna leave you so don't make them jealous don't make them jealous don't do anything don't go on instagram don't like any other girl's pics uh only do what she wants to do right all that type of stuff my thing was never make them jealous that probably explains why all my relationships <laughs> never worked out. <laughs> so now you'll never do that again. Never do now that again. Now it makes sense. Knowing that jealousy oh. is a very healthy emotion. Mm -hmm. um, in my past relationship, I was um, she, my ex was my dating coach assistant. She learned game. So she would have to come out to the club with me to watch me pick up girls. Mm. And that always build, fuck it, I don't give a fuck, I'm just going to say it, good sex. Yeah. Yeah. And that always kept the passion going. And everybody's like, how long have you guys been going out? Because you look like you just started dating a week ago. You have that passion. Because I always showed her the ability that if she messes up, I, I, I could get any other girl. And I know any girl listening to this right now is going to be like, fuck Cosmo. I hate what he's saying. But what women say and what women do are two completely different things mm. yeah and i always felt like that too i'm like i'm doing everything in my power to make my girlfriend not jealous but i'm i'm jealous of stuff that they're doing so it always like i felt like created a whole tension throughout our relationship and yeah, that's, and that, yeah. that's, that's oh true. wait yeah. a minute how i have to stop you there you can have you can be jealous though mm. um and then you can have friends that you emote to mm -hmm. but not to her but you can call David and go, bro, I'm so fucking jealous. She's going mm. out with this trainer. He has a six pack. <laughs> he looks better than me and she's putting IG stories. Yeah. I'm not telling you not to be jealous because now that's fucked up. Mm. That's not good advice. I'm telling her you need to eat, uh, you need to make her feel jealous. jealous. Mm. It's okay if you feel jealous. Yeah. You can go to, a, you know, like you can work on that by yourself. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. Like you need to be like, why am I feeling jealous? Oh, because my parents did that. My mom, okay. And then now you can like really investigate it and you can work on that yourself. Mm. But to keep her hooked, she has to feel that she can lose you. Okay. Mm. So that's never, never what I've tried to do. Yeah, because I, I, I know like <laughs> yeah. a lot of dudes who kind of think like, constantly being agreeable is going to keep a girl around and i've yeah. yet to find that situation where it's ever worked mm -hmm. where it's like yes dear i'll do what you want dear all this other stuff right and they and you know when the breakup happens they have this conversation of 
well, I did everything right. It's like, but did you really? Like doing everything right and doing everything they want are two different things, mm -hmm. you know? And it's hard for sometimes these guys to hear. And I, those are the worst breakups that I've seen where it's like they've literally felt that they put this person on a pedestal and they pr praised and worshiped them. And they're like, well, what did I do wrong? It's like, that, I don't think that was the point of the relationship. Yeah. I don't think that's what was a factor that was going to keep them around forever. Like that's not, that's not a... Uh, a building block to a strong relationship, in my personal opinion anyways. Mm -hmm. And they kind of built that up. And then when the breakup happens, they're like, I did everything right. What happened? If Brad Pitt walked in right now, one, two, three, four, Mike, my business partner's there. We all acted very normal. And we're all like, like just how you are with your arms crossed. Hey, what up, Brad? We're all like, hey, what up, bro? Um, we don't have another chair. If you want to stand there, stand there. And we <laughs> had this attitude as if like, oh shit, by the way, bro. Uh, saw your last movie is cool and we we're all laid back like that he would be like fuck i feel comfortable with these people yeah and actually i don't feel like i'm enough yeah. because the last eight ten days i've gone out 40 people have been like oh my god brad pitt oh my god please and they're like putting this guy in a pedestal yeah you have your girl cool i'm glad you're with me um I told my ex this, I'm glad you're with me, but at any given point in time, I want to let you know that you can survive on your own. And I could as well too, and we're, we're, we're cool. And you know what you're doing? You're actually being a gentleman. You're yeah. letting the girl know that if I do a douchebag move, baby, you are okay by yourself. Mm -hmm. You do not need me. You're actually doing a good deed to the girl to let her know you don't have to have a happy life with me. All I'm doing is we're driving in a car and I'm with you. But at any given point in time, if I die, if I cheat on you, if I do that, I want to let you know, baby, you're good. good. Yeah. You're actually doing a good deed to the girl. Yeah. Cause there's a sense of like, wow, man, I feel like there's a lot of freedom here. Mm -hmm. And if I do break up with Cosmo, if I do break up with David, I'm going to be good. And you know what happens when you give somebody freedom? They never want to cheat. You know what happens when you suffocate someone, you get them in a headlock, where are you going? You're going out with Cosmo? Not, nope. He's a dating coach. Don't go out with him. They start to feel cornered and they go, why do I feel cornered and should I be, like, is my man that confident? Mm -hmm. You wanna give her that permission. Hey, I'm going to Vegas. Cool, have fun. Baby, you're not gonna, no, have fun. She'll come tomorrow go, Baby, I want you to come to Vegas with me. <laughs> she'll go, come on. Why well, you don't want to go? You'd be like, no, nah, I got plans. <laughs> and then she'll start to go, wait a minute. What, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, I, told, I told this like, story on a, a podcast where it's funny because I'm, now I'm looking back on it because my buddy Joe was telling me that I kind of did a tactic. That I didn't know because I wasn't attracted to this girl. But there was this girl in, uh, in college at the dorms. And every single guy around her would fawn over her, right? Anytime she told a shitty ass joke, which wasn't funny, they would just crack the fuck up, right? And you know, she kind of fed off this attention consistently. And then for me, I had a girlfriend at the time. I really didn't find her that attractive. So every morning I was like, I'll be like, good morning. And I just walked back into my room, right? And every time, one day she came up to me and she just goes, how come you don't like me? And I was like, oh no, she didn't. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, well, you know, everybody else, they say hi to me, da da da. And I could tell you don't like me because you don't really talk to me. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like I say hi to you every morning and that it just stuck with her. And then she kept on trying to approach me just like, okay, well, Dave is being an asshole. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? But what he was telling me was like, it's funny because if he told me that if you wanted to get her at that point, you probably could have because you grabbed her attention. So mm -hmm. from what I said right now, what stage do you think you're at in attraction from what I was teaching you guys right now, the three steps, where do you think you were at? 
At that point? Yeah. I was at A3. Yeah. Uh, Cause she's trying to qualify herself to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm attractive. Mm -hmm. Why are you not into me? Those 10 guys, David, they find me hot. David's like, go for them. And not only go for them, but I have a girlfriend. And if my girl sees you talking to me right now, she might get mad. Yeah. She is qualifying herself to you right now. You are in the last step of attraction before you go into the next step, which is comfort. How interesting. Because like at that hmm. moment, I was just like, annoying. <laughs> but she kept coming. And I just looked at her. I was like, and I remember I had a long conversation with her because, you know, she knew I wasn't attracted to her. Mm. But that's what he was telling me. I was like, but if she, if you were, if you were single, it would have been a different game. And I'm like, huh. I didn't know I was doing anything per se because, you know, I just didn't like her that way. You know, but it's so weird how that was the thing that grabbed her attention. And it wasn't the multiple guys coming up to her being like, hey, like laughing at all of her jokes, which was so odd. And you're going back to the point that I made about having pre-selection, right? Yeah. He had a girl. Mm. I don't need anything from you. Mm. I already have a girl. That is what I was telling you like about you. It's yeah. like you get into your next relationship. Make sure you have three or four women that are your homegirls mm. that you can go out with. Because women feel that and they love that. You want to know why? The number one need that a girl has is to feel protected. They want to feel like this guy is not going to fucking kill me or be crazy. So when you come in with a girl, hand in hand, the girl goes, oh, he's already pre-screened. Because if he was a psycho, he wouldn't have two girls. Mm -hmm. So these two girls, and check me out, check me out where I'm going. These two girls did my job for me. Because they pre-screened David. And they were like, put him through all the hoops. David passed all the hoops. Therefore, now David is hanging out with two, three girls. Now that girl goes, I don't have to do that work anymore. I know that this guy is not a psychopath because these three girls wouldn't be with him. Mm -hmm. It's so, there's so much, it's it's so much thought that you don't really think about, right? And I think, well, I do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's, it's so interesting how, when you could break it down. Yeah. Um, into those like specificities because that's the hardest part about yeah. all this stuff mm. because it's that general advice that people give because general advice doesn't really help it's almost like you know like when let's say you know when you started boxing right so he was golden gloves yeah, right yeah. here and so like so if somebody came up was like just throw a punch <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like when you fight just throw a punch and then use duck. your other arm too yeah. and then duck and don't get hit yeah. and it's like cool i'm gonna get my ass beat <laughs> and then you go into the ring and see what happens yeah. and that's how it, it seems very analogous in that kind of sense because when i when I'm, I'm, I was essentially doing the same thing. I was like, Hey man, just go be yourself, go walk in and just chill. Don't overthink things. And the guy walks in and they go, what the fuck is this guy talking <laughs> about? How do I do this though? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I like, figure it out. Uh, you were born with it. Isn't I, I like, it's, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm not guessing you were born with it. <laughs> like a lot of the things that you're saying you like, I would have never figured out. Mm -hmm. And um, it took me um, 23 years to figure out. I wish I knew what I was doing, though. <laughs> you know? yeah. And there lies the problem. Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. When it was right, you go, I don't know why she found me hot. Like, I don't know. And so, therefore, you can't replicate it. That's the problem. You know when a guy gets That's, fucking yeah. tanked mm -hmm. and he gets really drunk uh -huh. and he goes, yeah, I got laid. And then we're all the next morning, we're at Denny's because I guess that's where you go. Yeah. And then we're all hung over and then it's like, bro, how did you do it? And he's like, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. You can't replicate it when you don't know, like, yeah. the breakdown of it. You just go, it worked. But how do I do it again? Yeah, I you think feel that's, me? You that's feel been me a that? lot of my relationships, too, I guess, that feeling where, like, I don't even know how I got this girl, how I even started. Like, I really don't know how it started. 
that's been my feeling on a lot of my relationships is like i don't know what i did what made them want to be with me or all, all that type of stuff but it's working so let's let's do it so if, if you were an an, an alex because I know like with him and like uh, like cold approaches is probably the most difficult thing yeah. on earth because I could do one girl and then, you know, like yeah. that. I don't know if I could do like 30 pickup lines. Yeah, Chicago, no. <laughs> David, I don't know, but our next episode is going to be David <laughs> in Santa Monica, third street promenade, think- approaching eight girls with four alpha guys <laughs> that have traps like this, dude. My ass is sweating right now. <laughs> my fucking ass is sweating. I'm I feel like though. my issue more is like, I don't, I, I, like I'm not good at reading signs of like when I should be trying to make the moves if you get what I'm trying to say, right? Like, I don't know the signs. Like, if say, like, if we're if I'm hanging out with a girl and we're talking or if I go on dates, like, the talking's fine, but then I don't really know when to, like, you know, switch, I guess, to be like, all right, maybe I should try to make it more of like, I'm trying to let you know I'm really actually into you or I want something from this. I just don't know. I, I, I don't understand those the best, I should say. But don't you think the first problem would be you demonstrating your value? Yes. Yeah, so everything you were explaining in the beginning, right? I'm not I'm not building myself up for them. I'm always trying to just like see them, see them and like, "Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool." So, if I didn't like you or David right now, I wouldn't be touching you so much and probably people are wondering why I'm I'm like vibing out with you guys. I think both of you honestly, it's not a pickup line. Have good mm-hmm. energy. <laughs> yeah. Women do that innately and mm-hmm. it's what I call an indicator of interest. They start to touch you a little bit. They start to like wanting that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, their neck opens up this way when they're into you. So they'll be talking to you and primitively they go like this. Wow, Cosmo. And they open up their neck. Another thing that they do is they start to gaze at your eyes and they lock eye contact. And then you know what happens? The more attraction goes, they don't mean to do it, but they go to your lips without wanting to do it. So they're looking at your eyes and they, they're like, Look, I just did it to you, David. I'm seducing you <laughs> David's on like, YouTube oh, right shit. now. It's <laughs> like, it's like, I'm not even gay, but Cosmo, I'm like, special right now. I But the girl looks at you in your eyes and then she can help it. And then the next thought is like, I wonder what it would be like to make out with him. I wonder. And then so she'll like start to look at your lips. Yeah. These are cues that you need to pick up. Another thing would be that she starts to, um, what I call, I will leave an awkward pause to see if she picks up the conversation. Mm. So oh. I will. I know that the awkward pause is not going to be there if I didn't want it to be there. I'll, start, I'll keep talking, but yeah. I'll be like, yeah, and that's what happened. And I'll leave it there. And the first person to talk after that loses. And mm. let me be very specific for everybody watching right now. Oh my God, this guy Cosmo plays too much games. This is too much. Well, this is fucking real life. You want to hmm. know, how much is this girl into me right now? It's like a business deal, right? Yeah. I think Jordan Belfort talks about it. You do your thing on the phone, then you go, okay, don't talk. The next person to to talk lose, like loses. Mm. And so you'll leave these pockets of like, I can be completely quiet, like right now. <laughs> so you feel that. Yeah. So a lot of guys <laughs> don't want to walk into it. And then the girl yeah. would be like, so David, um... So where are you from? And she'll pick up the conversation. I think that's where I lose a lot because I'm nervous of that. So you try, to fill, that. you try to fill in that blank. Yeah, I get by... nervous when that awkwardness happens. So I always have to go, oh, yeah, so for sure. Yeah, yeah, I always have to start it. So that makes sense. But the kicker is if you haven't built that attraction uh, with women, you can't let that awkwardness happen. Mm-hmm. You have to build 
that attraction before you can um, consciously go, I'm going to stay quiet mm -hmm. after I go. And I went to Miami with Cosmo. You can't do it like the way you're doing it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can't be it because you do have to pick it up. Yeah. Because the girl's going to be like, bro, pick it up. <laughs> yeah. You know what's so interesting? <laughs> I just thought of something right now too. So like a couple of weeks, actually it's been an ongoing thing. So one of Mariel's first thing that she liked about me that I don't do now anymore. I don't know why I don't, but like all my, even all my homegirls notice this about me, right? Not so much anymore. Ever since I got Mariel, she goes like, she says one of the biggest things that she liked about me was that I always smelled good. Cause I think when I was a, when I was a big guy, I, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't the big dude that smelled all the time. Yeah. So I always smell good. I got this like specific concoction of like cologne that I use, right? <laughs> and it's a very unique signature smell that I you have. Mixed them. And so recently, Mario, she goes, she goes, you don't smell like you used to anymore. I'm like, wow, I'm not going anywhere. And I just thought of it right now. It's oh my like, God, really? Yeah. And I was like, hold on a second. I was like, why don't I just do that? Right. And I think too, like one time too, she actually said, I put it on. Right. And cause I haven't done it in a while. And I walked out, she goes, well, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm going outside. Like, I'm just going to go get something. She goes, well, why are you wearing the cologne? And it's like, <laughs> who are you going to meet up? I'm like, why does that matter to her so much? And I'm like, oh, because mm. it was something that she found attractive about yeah. me. And now I'm going outside and boom, <laughs> winning, yeah. winning. But most guys not pointing at you would go, oh my God, I'm fucking up. Why did I make my girl feel that way? Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Most guys go, oh no, I'm, I'm, that was not a good thing. That is a good thing. Yeah. Because that means that she's still that much into you. She's attracted. She's captivated. <laughs> yeah. If a girl didn't give a fuck, she'd be like, put some more cologne on. And you know what? You want to stay till 2 a.m., David? Stay till 4 a.m. And as a matter of fact, here's my credit card, David. Put that on some strippers. Go ahead. <laughs> That's so that's a girl not giving a fuck. Yeah. That's when you're like, oh God, I'm in trouble right now. But that's what yeah. I, that's my exact reaction I would have. Be like, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't do that again. Oh shit. Oh. Oh shit. Maybe my bad. Hey, Cause I just walked the fuck on out. I was like, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fucking, what, I'm gonna wash the shit off. <laughs> but again, you're doing with a uh, a lot of men don't know how to do that. And I teach that step by step. It's a minimum of like 35 hours. Mm -hmm. And that's not even enough. Yeah. And that's why we developed like a literally a monthly program where the first 30 days is $1. So guys can get, come into my social circle. Yes, man. And be like, holy shit, this is like very effective because it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And God blessed you, bro, for having that. I didn't have that. You know, guys, the 10 year relationship I was in was my first girlfriend in my entire life. I swear to God, I'm not lying. Mm. That was my first relationship oh, wow. ever. I didn't know how to deal with a girlfriend. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I had mom issues. We talked about it. I didn't trust women. I learned this art form and I go, okay, now I know how to handle it. It's not natural. It's not God given. I, I worked hard to do this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm very flawed and I have a lot to work on, but at least I have a formula where I've taught like a thousand, more than a thousand guys on how to get their wife, their girlfriend. And it feels good, man. Mm -hmm. So it's not even just like, I guess like in this turn of like you being a dating coach, right? It's, it's, it's beyond just getting the person. It's like the healthy part that you have afterwards. That's very important as well. Cause like, even for me, I'm just like going back and I'm thinking about these interactions that I had with my fiance. Right. And I'm like, if I would have just tweaked it just a little bit here, right. That it could have, done something else, mm -hmm. right? If I understood the the cologne situation a little more, I would have been able to assess what I was doing a little, you know what I mean? And those are the things that kind of keep, keep yeah. things going, but I don't, I don't know why, you know? 
And so that's interesting because mm-hmm. I keep having these moments where I'm like, oh shit, that's right. <laughs> Every time me, like the first podcast, David has like these epiphanies all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I can see him go like this. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, Cosmos, let's talk about it. Um, let me talk about the clients that I teach that are women. Mm-hmm. And not only oh. women, but like oh. beautiful girls that are so frustrated because no guys will approach them. Oh, that's and what women, I wanted to ask and you wi- about. And, yeah. and women who are very beautiful that make good money, you would be so surprised how lonely they are. Yeah, why the, f- okay, see, yeah. this is what, that's, <laughs> it's, I'm so glad you brought that up because I actually wanted to ask you that, right? So, so consistently, I have a lot of like homegirls that are very, very attractive, right? Hyper-confident, and they would ask me or just ask for us as friends in general, right? They go, it's so hard to find a guy, right? How come guys don't approach me? And I'm like, Bitch, shut the fuck up. That's what I want to say, right? It's like, what the fuck do you mean? No, it's like if I was single, right, and I found you attractive, you'd be the first person that I would approach. But that's like the consistent rhetoric. It's no guys approach me, no guys want to talk Mm. to me. I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's my response, right? Obviously, I'm friends with them, so I'd be like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) But why is that? Well, before I get into that, I want to let the viewers know you see what he just did right now? He, David just said, I have a lot of beautiful homegirls. Now, David's fiance watching this, that is an attraction trigger to her, whether she likes it or not. By him saying that, by you, you just did what I talked about yeah. earlier, the pre-selection. <laughs> yep. You did it without knowing it. You just did it right now. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of beautiful, beautiful girlfriends. Homegirls, so yeah. now David's fiance is like, okay, what is he talking about in his podcast? And you're building attraction. So I wanted to touch on that real mm-hmm. quick. You did it without knowing it. You're doing it. You're doing it fucking again. Mm-hmm. Huh? Jeez Louise, David. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Interesting. But but um, so a lot of beautiful girls have a very hard time in giving signals to the guy to walk up because mm. a guy looks at the girl and goes, "Oh my god, I have so much anxiety right now. There's no way I can talk to her. Oh my god, I do, no, she's too beautiful. I can't do it. So she's going through a really rough time to show the guys, hey, fuckers." I'm lonely. I'm horny. No guys. No guy wants to walk up to me because they're too scared. Mm. And if they make good money, every guy is like, "Well, I can't afford her. I can't. I can't keep her. If I go to dinner, I can't even pay for her bill. Mm. She drives a Maserati. How am I even gonna hang with her?" And so it's a it's a catch twenty two for a girl. Oh. When is the last time that you've seen um, a beautiful, a really hot girl going? I want to make a million dollars this year so I can get a fine guy. Never. Never. <laughs> Probably yesterday for me. When's yeah. the last time you seen a guy going, bro, I want to kill it, bro. I want to make millions, dude, so I can get some pussy, bro, so I can get a, like a really beautiful girl all the time. Mm-hmm. So they're not built that way. So when they do have that success, the fame, the power, the, a lot of money, d- they don't know how to, they, they don't know how to engage. Is it like, is it because you think a lot of guys are intimidated by that? 100%. Because mm-hmm. it's already like, it's a girl and then it's yeah. a girl with everything that I thought I should have to get yeah, her that would probably be like me in that situation yeah. oh because like for me i'm just like fuck it see what happens yeah. you know? and i'm like most likely i'm gonna get rejected but we'll see uh-huh. you know and then i just get whatever i have a few drinks and i'll move on yeah. you know 
Yeah, I know. We can figure that out, David, in our next podcast. If David is for real <laughs> from what he just said, because I'm going to call if this motherfucker out right hey, now. I'll tell I you can right walk now. up to beautiful girls, Cosmo. <laughs> Smash cut to the bungalow of Santa Monica. All right, Cosmo, hold on, bro. I didn't mean what I said. Hold on, this is what I said. This is what I said. Mm. I said, if, if it's with like a preset pickup line, I get mad nervous. Because yeah. now I'm like, oh, shit. Like, uh, uh, I was going to do this. If I have a couple of drinks, that's, you know, I, I always have to do that, though. Like, for sure. You know, when I say I approach women, like when I was younger, mm-hmm. I was always a little buzzed. Because I needed that little liquid encouragement <laughs> so I could say, fuck it. Let's just mm-hmm. see what happens. Mm-hmm. And obviously, too, I was around guys that also had my mentality. So we would kind of like psych ourselves up. And then we would all go out and then see what happens. Yeah. If it was just me by myself, I think my confidence would have been shot in half. Mm-hmm. But because I had other dudes who kind of like I learned from, I guess, <clears throat> that we would just go out and do it together. We would just wow. see what happens. So mm-hmm. I, I think I also had guys who were very supportive of that. They would be like, okay, tonight, yo, we're going to hit the club out in Davis. You know, there's a bunch of college. We're on college. I was in college at the time too, in college. And they're like, we're just going to see what happens. Whatever. Fuck it. And then whoever got a girl to dance with them, talk to them. It was like, cool. We got we got our work done. We got what we needed. And then sometimes mm-hmm. we smashed, sometimes we wouldn't. And that's mm-hmm. about it. So you're saying that the guy friends you went out with, it was all about who can fuck first or get the number? Or what are you talking about? Because I'm about to get into a really good point right now. I think for me, it wasn't to fuck. It was just to see if I could just grab a girl's attention. For some of them, it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? For them, they yeah. wanted to fuck that night. For me, I just wanted to see if I could get a girl to talk to me. You know, you know how much fun it would be if we went out tonight and we bet a hundred dollars and who can get rejected the worst. <laughs> and we put down a hundred birds. You know how open that would make us? We would be like, okay, I want this hundred bucks and we're going to go and talk to women on such a um, independent outcome. Meaning that like, I have no Hmm. there's no way this is going to work out. And you know what happens? A girl feels that and she goes, what's your name? Like, where are you from? <laughs> so when you have oh. an outcome that you're dependent on the outcome, hey, bro, we're going to go out tonight, man. We're going to get some numbers. We're going to fuck. You put so much pressure and anxiety on your social circle. Go out with all your guy friends and be like, guys, we need to get rejected 12 times before we even like talk to a girl. And it opens up your group so much more. Oh, and that goal that is so makes, different too. There's less pressure. It's like <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. Because yeah. it's like, of course, I'm going to get rejected. Yeah, so there's a high success rate in that. So is that like the mentality you should always have? Always hmm. makes sense. When makes I go sense. out with my guys, they're like, "Oh, we're going out with Cosmo. He's like one of the best in the world." You know, the first thing I tell them, "I'm going to get rejected three times right now," and they're like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it's it." Gonna happen, yeah. No, you want to what? Not, well, it doesn't happen. <laughs> like, well, I don't want to be so cocky right now. But <laughs> I mean, the fact that I have the mindset of like, yeah, reject me. The girl like is really open. Yeah. She's like, who are you? That's so fascinating. Yeah, because I think when I was younger, we would we would have our bunch of friends and we would go out. Specifically, me and my buddy Gabo, like he's my best friend. We were we were the duo. <laughs> you know, so we would go. He's like literally the version of me. He's just black. You know, and so and honestly, like his confidence. Is, is even past mine. Like I, I would watch him work and then I would just take a bit of his confidence and learn what he did. How do you, how do you define confidence? I'm curious about that. Cause we talked about that last time. Like what, like what makes somebody confident? Like you said, he's confident, meaning that he can go to a girl, get rejected and come back to you and be like, I'm okay, bro. Or like what, what made him confident? It's almost like he doesn't, when I would see him work, 
it would just be like there's no game plan like it, it, that's how it would seem like in my head right mm. so when i see him come up like here's here's the best example ever i laughed at this dude so fucking hard because i've seen him like hit on girls or just try to like get their number but he didn't think twice about it and he was just himself and he would speak so for example we were at subway <laughs> i clout on this guy about this shit till this day mm. but he has a bad story about me too but yeah. uh we were at subway and he walks up to this girl and she's making a sandwich and mind you this girl at uh, subway was fucking beautiful like kind of like stunning i was like oh shit and he just walks up to her. He goes, you have the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen, right? And she just goes, okay. He goes, all right. And he gets a sandwich and he walks away. And I died laughing because I was like, bro, what the fuck was that? Just get your fucking sandwich and go. Mm-hmm. But he would do that multiple times, right? And then it would work. So it's not like his approach was wrong. It's just that that was just the probability of that. Maybe it wasn't the setting. Maybe mm-hmm. she wasn't feeling him. But I started to realize like watching him and how he would go in without doubting himself. And I think that was a thing that would just grab girls' attention, right? His approach was totally wrong. Mm. 100% wrong. Type. <laughs> and like, hey. what he was getting away with was the fact that he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> and he would go to the next person. But if I told him, um, and, you know, I'm being very dramatic right now. But I'm like, yo, your mom is going to die. If you don't, if you don't, out of the three girls, you don't get this girl. He would change his approach. The fact that he was confident was like, I, I, I kind of nailed it before he said it. He didn't care if he got rejected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to compliment a girl on her beauty is my biggest pet peeve ever. Mm. You don't compliment a girl on their beauty when you approach her. You compliment her on something that she had to work for. Therefore, she's gonna go out. She took 20 minutes to think about what high heels do I wanna wear? What dress do I wanna wear? So if you go, you, I, gotta, I gotta tell you, I'm here with my buddy David. I appreciate your fashion. Like that's really he should cool. have been like, yo, the sandwich that you made me, yeah, yo, that shit yeah. right there, dude. I never had a Subway sandwich like that in my life. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, where do I suck your dick? Yeah. <laughs> Based like, not on a true story, guys. Like, right. Not a single man told me that my turkey sandwich game was like that. <laughs> but but literally, that's the concept of it. It's like yeah. whatever the girl had to work for, she would appreciate that a lot more. Therefore, I'm going to make another analogy. A lot of guys that I coach, um, I was about to say the famous people, but like their their like um, father and mother are really big actors. They never had to work for the money, so they were given that, so they don't appreciate that. Mm. Rather, people that had to do a podcast for ten, you know, do all this stuff when they get that money, you worked for it. You appreciate that a lot more. Same thing for women. Yeah, mm. if they had to work for something, you say it. Appreciate your fashion. You have good energy. That That is the way to go. That's good to know because I feel like that's like the standard thing to do, right? Oh, let me go compliment her on how pretty she is or all that type of stuff. Yeah, because I think if I, if I look back and I say when I was, I say, you know, young 18, young, 18 and younger, right? Mm. I, I think I was always scared of because of how unconfident I was about my approach because I didn't want to come off as creepy. Right. Or I feel like that's the death word for guys. If Mm -hmm. a girl calls you a creep, it's like almost calling us like a rapist. (laughs) You know, it's like, fuck. (laughs) Like, I want to, I want to fucking, because I I, want to remember too that, Mm -hmm. you know, this approach of me just like not caring so much took time. Right. Because, you know, high school David was not this way. You know, high school David had one girl that he wanted. And then when I got her, 
it reminds me of your situation, right? So when I when I received, I did that where I made her seem perfect. So when she left me, I mentioned this on the podcast. When she left me, I felt that my value was in her. So if she, oh, you know, oh, right? I love you said that right now. Yeah. So I lost value of myself. So mm-hmm. when she was like, David, I don't want to be with you anymore. Because then I was like, oh, I don't have meaning because my meaning yeah. is in you. And so that was like the biggest, it took me like, I say two years to get over. And those two years of my life was some of the worst moments of my life because Mm. I didn't understand my value. Mm. And so she was the biggest blessing in disguise because because I experienced that, I was like, wait a second, you're a fucking loser, you know? (laughs) Why don't you value yourself first before you go ahead and try to seek that in somebody else? And I had this moment and it's, oh man, you pee motherfucker. So (laughs) there was a point where uh, I had a, she she ended up being with somebody else that was trying to get with her while we were together. Oh, right. God. And that shit devastated me because that motherfucker was a loser. Right. So I was like, out of all the people you could have got, why this guy? So if right? he was a loser and you got with him, that makes he, me dirt loser yeah. below ground. <laughs> and I'm going to go in through a depression for two years. Go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what it made me feel like. And I was so fucking torn about that shit but i remember there was a moment where um she and i i i I desperately was trying to get her back right for the next year and a half because we were best friends before we got together Mm. and so at at this moment i i remember this day like it was yesterday it was i i was taking her to to uh community college uh after i left uh ucr i went to uh, community college and then she was there too so we lived close to each other and i wanted to develop this friendship again after we broke up that i would take her to to class because i wanted to get close to her right again uh she wasn't interested in me but she looked at me one day and she goes you know you're really kind of kind of annoying and i stopped for a second and i went (laughs) i looked at i was like annoying and that shit made me mad and i was like what do you mean i was like you're kind of obnoxious and i remember when she said that i was mad because what she said was true it it wasn't because she said something rude. It's because what she said was true. I was begging for this girl's attention so fucking hard. It was so obnoxious. Yeah. And at that, I remember that moment so well because I was like, David, you are not going to be that guy anymore. Mm-hmm. Take a look at yourself. What the fuck are you doing, man? And so when they broke up, I remember this moment so well. She came to my house and she was like, hey, so I broke up with him. And I looked at her. I was like, that's cool. Why are you telling me? Right. And she goes, well, like, you know, I just, you know, we're just not working out anymore. So, you know, like I just wanted somebody to come to. And I was like, you came to the wrong door. Hmm. I was like, why are you here? And then it kind of like I could tell it irritated her a little bit. And it was just so interesting where I had that moment and I was like, I've been playing this whole thing wrong. You know what I mean? Like I thought once again, that me being the agreeable guy, taking her to school, doing all this stuff, trying to be the important person in her life was going to create value. And it didn't. And uh, that was the turning point for me where I was like, you know what, dude, you're doing this fucking all wrong. How did you realize you're doing it wrong? Like that, I feel like that's very impressive. Like I like, how did you do that? I think it's just, you know, I talked about that personality of I don't want something to have control over me. As long as I recognize that I'm I have something controlling me. I'm like, I want to take that power back. Got it. She she was taking that power from me. And, Got it. And I allowed it to happen. So it was that from that moment on, mm. I started saying, fuck it. 
I'm just going to try to date whoever and see what happens. So like the first, I remember the first girl that I approached was in, uh, at, it was at CRC. It was a white girl. I've never been with a white girl before. Right. And I was like, I'm going to try to hit on this girl and I'm just going to see what happens. And it wasn't that great. It was a little longer than I thought it would take. What was your opening line? Uh, oh, I just asked her if she wanted to come study with me after okay. you know, in class. And I kind of developed the relationship that way. It didn't work out because it was fun, but we still ended up friends. But that was the moment when I was like, I didn't die. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, you didn't die. Let's see what happens again. Mm-hmm. I got rejected multiple times after that. I, I just got lucky with her, I guess. But after that, when I went to a different class, I tried it with somebody else, struck out, struck out, struck out, struck out. I think I struck out like a gajillion times after then I got somebody else to find me attractive again. But that moment with her was, was the biggest learning lesson is because every person that I was with, I was trying to, I gave them too much power. It was like, you are my value, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that was the biggest mistake that I made. Yeah. So are you having any kind of epiphanies right now? Uh, of course, yeah. The <laughs> biggest thing, the, with, um, the, yeah. yeah, the biggest thing was like the jealousy thing and that type of stuff because like that is literally my mindset in all my past relationships. So when you were saying that, I'm like, holy fuck. Because I think crazy. I was jealous of her. Yeah. I don't think she was jealous of me. When yeah. I look at my very first girlfriend, I don't think she gave a fuck what I did. But then I think I gave way too much fucks about what she did though. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's... That was like the biggest one for me. And I'm like, holy I wanna, shit. I want to go. And, I want to make a time machine so I can go back and oh, I no, can just right? fuck myself up. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, you know, it's ah, huh? Yeah, therapy. <laughs> it's like, it's therapy. How fascinating! Like I'm, I'm seeing myself, a lot of my former self in him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we should do something where um, I take you out one night. And I kind of oh, like uh, I, give you, give give you a little <laughs> <Yeah>. sample, <laughs> um, like you know ten percent of what I coach, and um, I think I can genuinely change your life. I would love that, and I want <laughs> to be there. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be. Can there. I, can I, can I rewind real quick? I can't believe you just said that. I know I can change your life. Mm-hmm. I said I think I know for a fact because I can already pinpoint everything that. It, you're resisting so you would go from a to being like cosmo you're really good at your genius and we talked about it with david to b you're gonna be like get the fuck away from me i'm gonna fight you right now because i'm going through all your darkest fears to see going cosmo um i'll kill someone for you i love you like, <laughs> those are the steps like in the yeah, middle you're man. gonna go get out of here dude because on the like you know everybody knows this on the other end of fear is your wildest dream so mm. i'm making you walk into fear mm. all the time yeah, mm, I mean, I, you know, I'll expose something about myself. Uh, last podcast, I told David, I'm like, I love to walk into fear, all that. And then, um, you know, I'll emote to YouTube, whatever, wherever we're at right now. I don't like fucking elevators. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm texting <laughs> David. Now, before you be put ter- me out, I'm going to put myself out, bro. Because I know it's coming at some point in this podcast. So, like, I text David. I'm like, yo. Um, what did I text you? You said, can, can we walk up some stairs? He goes, I have this thing about it. I didn't like, say it with that tone. I said it very confident. I'm like, yo, you got you got stairs, bro? <laughs> yo, <laughs> yeah, that shit made me die laughing. I used to be I scared like, of elevators, too, when I was a kid. Actually, yeah. we're going to go, like, if you want to keep it real, let's just go all the way right now. Um, Hold on, guys. Yo, I know this is very random. Ask request dot lol. Anyways, I can go up the stair. Uh, anyway, I can go up the stairs this time. Lol. Elevators sometimes give me the heebie-jeebies. David responds. 
Sure, LOL, haha, in all caps, because I <laughs> cracked the fuck up. I, was like, I respond with a video because I'm like, fuck David. <laughs> and then he responds with. I was like, what did I say? Oh, is that, what did I tell you? Wait, where, where am I at? Right here. I'll make sure you're safe. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, great. Fuck my life. Why did I tell you? Um, but is uh, whatever. So then as I'm coming up, I'm like, how to be such a hypocrite? Because I'm like all about walking into fears. So I went up the elevator. Uh, that shit. <laughs> it's a little thing, but you know. <laughs> I used yeah. to be scared of elevators too. But just because when I was young, someone told me that a story about people like a gas line broke in an elevator and it like burned everybody's skin off. So I used to be terrified. I didn't need of... to hear that, bro. Like, why did you just do that to you? Right so I, was, I was terrified of elevators. So I was like 11. And I got stuck in the elevator twice. And I got stuck in the elevator once before. Oh, yeah. too. God, guys. And it, was, yeah. uh, it, was, it was weird. Like, I don't know why I didn't freak out, but I was like, oh, oh it's because you could have the button and somebody's talking to you. Mm-hmm. So they're like, yeah, we're going to get somebody to get you. I've never really had, I did have a huge fear of escalators, though. Escalators. Yeah, the little fucking. Yeah. Because when I was in Korea, my shoelace got caught and they fucking dragged me. Mm. Oh. And I thought I was going. I've to seen get that happen up. before too. In an escalator, I saw a little kid at this uh, Best Buy I used to work at in a mall. Their shoe got caught like right at the top, mm-hmm. and it like got their foot in. And I think their foot had broken. But I was like, oh, that's what that's I was scary. scared. I got lucky because my uncle grabbed me and he just snapped uh. the shoelace off. But it was like Korean <laughs> Korean escalators, dude. That shit is they're powerful as fuck, and they go way <laughs> faster than American escalators. Like a, like an American one's nice and smooth. Like the Korean one, you would if you jump, it would fucking shoot you through the fucking <laughs> roof. Like they don't give a fuck about people's safety in that country, dude. Shout out to my people. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk shit about my people, David. <laughs> Because I've gotten a lot of DMs and the Asian community loves me right now. Um, so yeah, isn't that crazy? PTSD. Yeah. Like you get, I got stuck in an elevator to, and then it lingers on in your life. Mm-hmm. And that happens in a lot of people's relationship. You yeah. know, I'm going through a divorce. I got a breakup. So I'm a loser. I'm never going to get a girl like that. So you get PTSD. You go, if she did it, every girl's going to do that. I have a fear of elevators. I go, every elevator is going to break down on me. Oh, so, isn't that crazy? Like that's yeah. how it happens. That's PTSD mm-hmm. right there. To go back to the to the to the girl thing, right? So like when when these girls talk about you know, and obviously my response is like, what the fuck are you talking about, right? I mean, what would be like a the solution for them? Because it's like if you are emitting this this alpha woman thing, right, which is a quality that I really enjoy. Like I like alpha women who get their shit done. Those are the ones that attract me the most. What what is what would their solution be to that problem then? So what they need to do, what all my clients do that are women is you need to connect with the guy on a logical level, not like kind of expecting all that. But I tell my clients that are women to go up to the guy and to be like, hey, straight up, I think you're cute. Mm. Just wanted to come over and say that or pick out something about his outfit. Oh, I love that shirt. Where'd you get it? And then she's taking initiative. The guy's like, oh, uh, um, I got it at um, um, Zara. Do you like it? And she's like, yeah. To keep her cool, give the guy validation, approval, build him up, and then let him shine. There's a lot of really talented actors and actresses in Hollywood going to auditions, fucking breaking down. And they could be Daniel Day-Lewis and like Meryl Streep. But they go into an audition room and the casting director's like, okay, who's next? Let's go. And they're putting that pressure so you're not able to unravel the talent. They have to unpeel the confident alpha guy by giving them approval. Then the guy feels confident and he goes, okay, now let me show you why I'm the man. 
<gasps> Dude, so recently, oh wait, this will say some shit. So I, I, I had a buddy who, um, who recently uh, split up with his girl, right? Mm-hmm. And when she was, I guess it was the advice I was giving was something along those lines. And it was only because I know who this guy is. This guy is like one of those guys that's he's hyper logical, right? He's Mister Macho Macho guy. And so what I was telling her, well, they broke up because she couldn't do this part for him. And I, what I was telling her was like. You know, the way that you approach him and the way that you speak to him, you don't allow him to be that yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, you don't allow him to – you got to let him talk and let him demonstrate his high value. Like let mm. him showcase to you why he's a confident guy. But if you keep telling him, yeah, oh, yeah, so I have my Maserati downstairs. Yeah, I have my own company. The guy is like digging his own grave right there. Let him build himself up. The girl needs to be like, so yeah, talk to me. I'm, I'm curious about you. I know it's weird. I'm walking up to you right now. Girls don't do that. But like, yeah, talk to me. And the guy will be like, okay. Hmm. Well, I have my podcast. I'm on YouTube. And then let the guy open up. That's because, yeah, because I see, I couldn't use those words exactly. Right. And I could understand why she left confused because I was giving her an example. I was like, for example, um, I told her the way that she speaks to him. You kind of speak to him like he's your child and it probably fucks with his head a little bit. Right. So, for example, she was it was a cold day and she was like, give me an example. I was like, well, this is here's an example. Uh, She it was a cold day. And when he was about to leave, you said it's cold outside. Take your jacket. I was like, how come you can't rephrase that? It is like. Hey, is it kind of cold outside? Do you think you need your jacket? Let him make that choice. But when you speak to him, you give him commands. And so when you do that, it fucks with him a little bit. I was like, I know this guy. He's Mr. Alpha dude and he's Mr. Solutions guy. So when you take that away from him, you also take a little bit of his manhood away. Not a little bit. You take a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of his manhood and you nailed it. Um, one of my clients went went through that and I said, tell him, baby, I'm going to take your jacket with us just in case you're cold. I'll carry it. <laughs> That's what the girl said. Yeah. said. Say that to him. Yeah. So then the guy was like, babe, I'll, t- I'll take my jacket. I'll carry it. You want me to carry anything? And the guy ends up doing the work that she wanted for him to do. Mm. You're ba- the girl's baiting him. Yeah. Baby, I'm going to take your jacket for you because you might be cold. If not, I'll carry it. So now the guy's like, okay. And he doesn't feel like he's being talked down. The girl's like, I got your back. I'm yeah. ride or die. I'm ride or die. Yeah. Like, don't worry about it. I'm not putting you down. I'm not, I might make, I, I like might make more money than you and I'm an alpha girl and all that, but I got your back, baby. I'm yeah. ride or die and I'm going to carry this jacket and you might not be cold, but I care about you. So I'll, I'll, I'll have it. The guy opens up. Yeah, because I I feel too, and you could correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like sometimes with, even with me when I when I speak to my fiance, right, we get into a lot of fights. We don't get a lot of fights, but when we do fight, it's more like it's because we're not speaking the same language. I'm logical and she's emotional, and then we're trying to talk to each other like this rather than seeing where we're talking and then meet up there mm. so it's like oh if you're speaking from an emotional sense maybe i should connect with you there or if i'm speaking logically you should talk to me here but it's always like this and this that's what it feels like anyways girl walks in your girlfriend and she slams the door she looks at you you're like hey babe she's like hey how are you babe you okay yeah 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 i'm good she goes to the kitchen david yeah babe the dishes are all over the place right now do you not care about a relationship? Mm. Like literally, do you not want to work at all to be a better boyfriend? She's speaking through it emotionally. So now you have to go, wait a minute. I can't logically tell her, most guys do this. Babe, it takes 45 seconds to wash the dishes. Or guys go, babe, 
I can wash your dishes tomorrow morning. Nobody's coming over. What's the big deal? You see how that happens? We're logical. Was, we go, why Why are yeah. you tripping? This fool nope. was watching my security camera yeah. say, <laughs> dog, were you in my house yesterday? That legit was like a conversation we had yesterday because she was, that's exactly what happened because yeah. she, so, so yeah. then you can't do that because logically you're right. And, all right, let me let me go back real quick. When you get into an argument with someone and then the person goes like this, watch, I'm going to make everyone mad right now. The person goes, you know what? You know what, David? You win. You're right. <laughs> you win. Then the other person goes, no, 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 no. I don't want to win. It's about you not knowing what I want. And then the other person goes, no, 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 you win. You can't, you can't do that. You can't say you win because then they go, Oh, he's only doing that to say that, like, he wants to end the argument. You have to go, uh, babe, I'm really tired right now. Like, I'm exhausted. Um, is there any way you can just cuddle or come to the couch? And, I'll, and it, if it's okay with you, I can wash the dishes tomorrow. Now she goes, all right, give me a blanket. You go, okay, babe, get the blanket. Mm -hmm. She'll sit next to you. Then she'll go like this. I had a fucked up day. I'm sorry, babe, if I'm cranky. You go, all good. And it's completely diffused. Mm -hmm. Let her call herself out. Let her go, fuck, being a bitch. You go, a little bit, but I still love you. Mm. <laughs> Women will call, they will go, fuck, I'm being wrong right now. Emotionally, they'll go, fuck, I'm being a little bit of a bitch. Guys as well, too, that have a high EQ, emotional intelligence, they'll go, what the fuck? Why am I barking at my girl right now? Oh, because I got cut off by this Armenian dude. We got in, we got out, we almost got into a fight. I don't want to tell her I got into a fight. Then I went to Ralph's. They told him, and then so you build all that up and you don't want to tell your girl. Mm. We do the same shit. Oh, I can come right. in and be like, baby, I'm going to let you know right now, I'm in a fucking bad mood. So give me like 10 minutes because I'm just in a bad mood. has nothing to do with you. Now your girl is in the game with you. Now she knows, oh, we're in it together. And we can both be in a bad mood. I feel together. like that's really hard for a lot of guys, you know, mm -hmm. like, like 99. Well, I'm exaggerating, but over half of our population of guys don't do that back to you with you not being able to emote. Right. No, mm -hmm. no, nah, nah, I'm good. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to do all that. Like you guys need to have the permission to go. I need to talk about my emotions. I need to let it out somewhere. Mm. That is, that's like something that's really hard for me too. It's like, uh, like I could do it well with other people, but for some reason showing that to her, I, it's very hard. Like when I, when I was going through a lot of the emotions because of like the BLM stuff, like I was angry. I was all pissed. Like she could see it in me too. You know what I mean? Like she could, she knows me. So like I'm waking up and I'm just like, like seething. Like I, this is, I don't <laughs> think I am, you yeah. know, but I'm kind of chilling there and she goes, you're in a bad mom. I'm fine. Like I'm telling her I'm okay. Like I'm good. You know, because in my mind, I think wait I a minute, David. We're gonna go into David's. Uh, I'm gonna like uh, psychoanalyze you right now. I feel like you did know you were in a bad mood. Yeah, I think I I know I'm in a bad mood, but it's more like you don't want to tell. I don't want to tell her. Mm -hmm. But okay, because you okay, you know you're in a bad mood. Yeah. Okay. And so when she tells you, "Babe, are you in a bad mood?" You're aware that you're in a bad mood, but you're like, if I tell you, it might open up a judgmental argument by her going, but David, baby, why are you letting social media get to you? So therefore mm. you go, I'm not about to get into a judgmental argument. So mm. I'm going to tell my girl I'm good. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what it is. Like I feel like if I sometimes I feel like if I if I open up that can of worms, like I'm yeah. not gonna get the support that I need, and I might even get angry. Or, you know, so literally, guess, I'm gonna tell you what to do, babe. I'm in such. I've felt a, that in relationships too mm-hmm. before, actually. So yeah, sorry to cut you off. But no, I'm, no, I'm no, 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 your, no, no, go ahead. I hear your explanation. Well, well, no, paying we'll attention. Go, I'm like, okay, yeah. We'll go back to you, but uh-huh. um, because I want to hear what you're saying. But for David. Baby, I'm in a bad mood. I know this is illogical and I just don't want you to judge me. I don't want you to give me advice. I just want you to be there for me. I'm fucking pissed that this black kid died today and it's getting to me and it shouldn't. And I'm emotional right now and it has nothing to do with you. And I don't want advice, but just if you can just give me like an hour to decompress and I'm fucking mad. Yeah. And then the girl, your girl's going to go, okay, babe. You want anything for breakfast? Yeah. But you got you got to tell her. Yeah. I don't want advice. Yeah. I just need to get it off my chest. This black kid got killed. It's fucking killing me. Yeah. Why did this fucking cop kill that black kid? Yeah. Why? And then it's kind of like setting her up for that instead of just like emoting it out and expecting a result. Mm-hmm. Say like, this is what I need from you. Here are the boundaries. Just respect this and then we'll be okay. Hmm. I'll try that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> i try that Makes shit sense. out. So what were you saying? Oh, no. Just like how... I've had that before in relationships like, oh, are you mad? No, I'm good. No, I'm good. But deep down inside, I know I'm like, no, I'm fucking pissed off. And it could be like shit. I think now that you've talked about the jealousy and all that stuff, I'm like sitting here thinking I'm like putting shit together like, fuck, maybe that's why I was acting like this or maybe that's why I did like that. I think that was a lot of it too because I was Mm. always trying to be like, I don't want to act like I'm being jealous and I don't want to make her jealous. So I was always just like bottling up absolutely mm-hmm. everything absolutely everything so when they'd be like oh i can tell are you mad i'm like no i'm good i'm good or if they would go do something that uh would say make me jealous right i'm lying now i'm like no i'm not jealous go ahead go no 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 so now when you're saying all this shit i'm like fuck that yeah like some shit that i would yeah, do. yeah it's yeah, like yeah, it yeah. makes it, is, is it's there... all making sense when you're saying all of it and, but it makes more sense when i hear you guys talking about it and i'm sitting here like fuck that's exactly what even like when he's talking on. to you i'm like Oh shit! Like, I'm like, it's like it's like un- yeah. it's like I'm recollect I'm recollecting all this old stuff, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh shit, that's that's that moment that I had. Yeah. You know, the only way that I think why people pay me money is I can go dead up, like God honest truth. You can probably figure this out by yourself, but it's gonna take you three or four years with me hiring me. Probably two days but i'll go even further i don't even think a lot of people can figure it out that's the thing like and i'm being very optimistic right <laughs> yeah, now by yeah, saying yeah, that like yeah. I, I want yeah i genuinely don't think that a lot of people can because if that was the case right i like me like i i didn't know these things like i'm mm. figuring these things out as we're speaking right because this is stuff that i would probably ignore and then it would come up i don't know three years from now four years from now but then it takes somebody who has perspective and understands where you're coming from to really bring this out this is why i, I really fuck with therapy a lot right a lot of people have and this is what this really is like a, you as a dating coach you're a dating therapist really is what what it kind of boils down to right because mm-hmm. you're not really teaching you how to fool a girl into liking you you're actually working with the person here first yeah. before you go out there mm-hmm. yeah so it's you first and then we figure out the rest because right now i think a lot of guys do this where they blame 
everybody else and they don't take personal responsibility for the situation that they're in. They go, I'm in the friend zone because of this. I'm doing it's And it's like because of that person. Like, I don't know what they're doing wrong. But it's like, mm-hmm. hold on a second. Let's work here first. And then we can figure out what's happening else out there, you know. Hey, Cosmo, I cannot afford uh, your course. It's too much money. My rebuttal, how much time do you have left on this planet? Because that's what you should be thinking about. You're 28. You've gone through three breakups. You wanted, you're, you've gone through a deep depression in two years. Why? If I want to learn how to swim, I'm going to hire a fucking coach mm-hmm. that can teach me. I don't want to drown in the ocean for a year. Let you know how to do it. Teach me. That's why I think that like, come on guys. Like if you're having a hard time, just fight. Don't have to be me. If you don't like me, just find somebody else that can empower you and teach you step-by-step on how to do it. Most people don't know this. The average, watch this. Don't even think about it. Both of you, you go first. What do you think the average uh, lifespan of a human being is? How many days? Don't think about it. Just go. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, twenty thousand. The, for their whole life. <laughs> for their whole life. Uh, I don't know. I okay. So how about I you? Yeah, I don't know. Forty thousand days. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn, you motherfuckers are smart. Because when they asked me that, I was so in denial of like life being very long. I answered a uh, three hundred thousand hours in the reality show I did. It's twenty eight thousand days. So you guys are pretty accurate. So it really didn't work on you guys. But a lot of people, I guess for myself, I'll speak for me, think that you have a lot more time on this earth than you really do. Mm-hmm. So you focus on like, it's too much money. I don't want to do that course. I don't want to do that. When in retrospect is like, so you went to the bar, you spent 40 bucks, then you went to go get a stripper. It's like nothing of it. It doesn't make sense. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you spend two years, 80 grand and you and you're still stuck. And so, you know, I would I would tell a lot of people, like, if you're stuck, take that leap, find a coach and, and you know, get it fixed. You know, I, I'll even go further than that because because I used to be in that realm as well. Right. Like I, I didn't I'm not trying to say this like in, in a product that I'm, I'm not selling anything. So it's like I, I believe in that only because of something as simple as health. Right. Everybody thinks that they know how to lose weight. Right. Everybody thinks that they know how to get buff and fit. They go, the information is out there. Why do I need a coach? And if that was the case, everybody would have done it right now. Mm-hmm. Right. The 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 problem with thinking that is that is there there's a million pieces to this fucking puzzle. Right. But you don't know where to start. And that's what it is to have all this information out there, whether it's coaching for powerlifting, whether it's to be a martial artist or whatever. If this was true, I could look up every single tutorial about how to box right now. Yeah. And I would be an amazing boxer. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. When I first was training with Nick, man, I, I'm not going to even I said this on the podcast before. I'm a, I thought I was slick before I got there. Right. <laughs> but then I recorded myself mm-hmm. and I looked at this video. I was like, yo, who slowed this video down? <laughs> I was like, dog, who the fuck fuck with this video footage? Why, why is this motherfucker so slow? And I look back at it now, it's because I, I went into something thinking that even though I told him I didn't, I in, in the back of my mind, I thought I knew more than I actually did. And I didn't, you know? So when you put value on, like something as simple as this too, people who say they can't afford a gym, they can't afford these things that are about mental health and wealth. You have any idea how much time you spend saving up for stuff for physical objects in your life? A pair of shoes mm-hmm. like when somebody tells me that they can't afford um like a gym membership right that's mm-hmm. about 70 dollars a month i guarantee you within that week you've already spent 70 bucks on food on going out to eat already which is something that's finite mm-hmm. when you 
take courses or you take stuff that betters yourself. This is stuff that you take with you for the rest of your fucking life. That's why I started traveling. It wasn't the money that I spent that went away. It was the experiences that I gained that I could constantly look back on. These are the stuff that adds value to your life. And it's so important that you mentioned that life is short. It is fucking short. It's a great perspective is too. I didn't realize that my parents were going to pass away until I got older. When I'm a kid, I think that mom and dad are always going to be there forever for the rest of my life. And when mm. you see them age as you get older, then you're like, oh, shit, life is finite. Mm. So when you become a, when you're if you're younger, too, and you're in a situation right now where you feel like everything is going to stay the same, you're going to have the rudest fucking awakening <laughs> when you're older. Mm. You see mom and dad get older. There are dreams that you thought you were going to have that you don't have. And you look at your life now and you go, fuck, what, what did I spend my time with? Yeah. What, where did I spend my fucking money? And I think for me. Because me moving out to LA, me kind of taking these risks, me traveling really opened up my mind to where I put my money. So that's why mm. when I spent money on my Nick coach, uh, on my Nick coach, my coach Nick, <laughs> my Nick coach. is when, the, it's when this, this is the first time I actually lost weight mm. because there was an accountability there. There was somebody mm. who taught me the ropes that was with me along the way because I always told myself I could do it without anybody else, but it wasn't true. Um, some people can. And you guys fantastic mm. but for those of you out there who have tried constantly and you failed why not ask for help why not i don't know spend some money and get the help that you fucking need mm. what's why does that make you feel like and i think a lot of people too when it comes to dating coaches they go other people didn't need it why do i need it like what is he going to really teach me it's like dog if that was the case then why are dating coaches around <laughs> you know um conor mcgregor said i have been fucking up uh go to youtube watch him on anthony robbins um he realized how much money lebron james was spending on himself you saw that right Mm -hmm. and connor i don't want to say it again because there's a girl that made fun of me about my chills in the last (laughs) comment (laughs) i told mike i wouldn't do it but i'm getting chills so conor mcgregor was like i've been fucking up I've only been spending like little amount of money on myself and I've been spending on cars and all that. And LeBron James, you guys can Google it. I don't want to fuck it up, but millions of dollars on himself working on my leg therapy, all that. So then when Conor McGregor um, realized that he started spending so much money on himself, you are the motherfucking product. You don't need to buy a Lambo, invest in yourself. And then that is going to quadruple your income, your social skills, all of the above. Get a solid team that can empower you and coach you. And the second thing I wanted to comment was on the fact that um, like the 28,000 days, right? Like life is very short. When you're 90 and 95 years old, you're only going to be doing two things. Regret. Or when you were younger, you felt the pain and you did that and you took action and there's no regret. Yeah. For example, you want to lose weight, you got to diet, you're going to feel the pain. Fuck, only 900 calories? I can't eat a Whopper? Oh, fuck that. You're going to feel that pain. But later on, you won't feel that regret. Or you can lie. Nah, homie, I'm good. I I don't need Cosmo, dog. I got, I got this shit locked down. And you can hide it, meaning that you're not going to experience me pushing you. But then you're going to be older going, oh, my God. I never got married. Yeah. I never experienced love. I hid my whole life. So my objective in life is to get men to experience the minimal regret that they can. And like that, that 
you know, one of the biggest ways I lost weight was listening to this guy, David Goggins. And he always, oh, and he always preaches this concept of like, you know, pain just being a temporary roadblock to success, mm-hmm. right? A lot of us don't want to experience pain. A lot of us don't want to go through hardships, but we want all the glory. And when in the fuck has that ever happened in life? Fucking never. Mm-hmm. People don't become great at what they do by doing absolutely nothing. And you kind of do the same thing over and over and over and you expect a different result. And that's the definition of insanity. You're a fucking crazy person. You are a crazy person to think that you were going to get a different result. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Alex, man, we got to get, I want to see it. (laughs) I can't do it. (laughs) Like, I I can't do it, but I want to see him do it. I just want to observe. Yeah, we got to, we, hey man, you know, um, I'd be down to help you. That'd be great. Well, guys. That wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Love Even you, the man. information right now, I was like, okay, damn. But I, is... but I can Ooh. see why, <laughs> and not trying to sound like trying to hit on you or anything, but I can see why women would feel very comfortable with you because you're like a very good listener. You have like a very calm energy about you. So I can see why a girl would be like, you know what? I'll get into a, a relationship with him because you, you I like just – being here with you, I want to be your friend. But the thing that you're missing is like that bad boy element, that edginess to be like, I might lose him. And that's mm-hmm. if if we work together, what I would add to your arsenal. For sure. I fucking love it. <laughs> Cosmo, where can they find you? Um, At Coach Cosmo on Instagram. And then Mike, yes, man. I have my guy back here, my marketing genius at Yes Man. No. Yes, man. Uh, we'll put the link below. Yeah, we'll we'll have the, we'll have the link below for you guys to find. Uh, it was in the previous uh, video as well. It'll, it'll also be on the uh, the podcast. And then, Alex, where can they find you? Instagram, all my stuff, Twitch, all that stuff. Just Lift God, L I F F G O D D. That's right, ladies. Hit up Lift God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, ladies, go ahead, hit the Lift God. <laughs> well, guys, drop the new single too. There I'm it using is. Using Spotify. Uh-huh. So uh, we'll see y'all next time. Peace.